I'm Justin Gerhardt. And I'm Eddie Fritz. Welcome to the Queer Network Podcast. Join us as we explore queer in the 21st century. We are here with the absolutely beautiful and wonderful Riyadh Kala. Stop flirting. <laughs> I've been flirting with you since the day I met you. I'm delighted to be here. I love your work. Thank, I'm a fan. Thank you. As um, are we of you and your work. We're actually at Buffer Festival this weekend. Yes, we're in Toronto. Let's actually just dive right into it. You are premiering a short documentary this year yeah. called Fighting for Pride. Yeah. You went to Swaziland to be a part of their first ever Pride Parade, and you know, Creators for Change helped you get there. Yeah. What, what did you take away from this experience, and what's it now like to share it with people? I realized, you know, just how transformative uh, a one-day event can be mm-hmm. in the um, history of a country, and how it can change um, minds and hearts and perceptions so so quickly Mm -hmm. because what you have is um a a group of people who are uh, discriminated who are pushed um to the margins of society who are silenced Mm -hmm. who are you know the list goes on and on because of that and because of the lack of visibility every straight person every cisgender person in the country is fearful yeah because they only know what they've been told and what they've been told is that a gay person is going to try and rape you yep let's just say it that's what they think yeah um a gay person is going to try and turn you gay mm-hmm. um and th- all that they're interested in is sex that, yep. that the gay people are just about that's sex. all we do that's it yeah we stay at home all day and we have that um and uh, we're demonic and we're satanic all, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. um but now a lot of the the um public in that small country have seen it actually Jesus, they're just the same as us. Right. You know, they're just the same. They're not scary. They're lovely people. Sometimes they're even nicer because they've had to go through so much stuff. My whole um, mission in doing this film, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to call it, um, was to actually try and be a vehicle for storytelling, Mm -hmm. to get this story out there, you know, to the world, but not to actually um, be the pride or be the kind of, not to Absolutely. tell them how to feel or yep. whatever yep. so it was very much in my goal to kind mm-hmm. of go in and, and in a weird way take a back seat yeah. while also saying come on be talk. the observer yeah yeah. and and just you know that you're that guide that's like this is a, you're yeah. going through something outstanding well the thing is a lot of people don't know from the outside that Swaziland exists right they don't know like mm-hmm. like where is that what is that yeah. I, I may, may have heard, have heard it, once, it. Uh, you know on the news with the UN mm-hmm. something or other mm-hmm. um, but you know it's at this tiny tiny 1.3 million people um, surrounded by South Africa um, mm-hmm. and Mozambique and it's uh it, it's kind of it got a, a bit of a time warp right. going on there. They're in a time capsule, for instance. The law against sodomy right. um, is still there. So it, it, on paper, if you have bum sex, you're going to prison or yeah. you're paying a fine. Right. They don't actually enforce it, but just being a gay person in the country and knowing that that is still there mm-hmm. is enough to make you feel like a second-class citizen Absolutely. and to feel like, uh, some of them have said, um, we have a, a gun to our head but just they're not pulling the trigger. I want to know in that scene when you were basically confronted by somebody you didn't know was going to be there, uh, a group of kids, hmm. um, and, and gave them the opportunity to know that you were gay. And I just want to know what was going through your mind and what, at what point did you know, oh, I'm going to tell them. 
that I'm gay mm. because they didn't know. No, they didn't know. But that shift is the reason they walked away with a changed heart about gay people. Mm. I did feel um, a little bit afraid at mm -hmm. the start because I didn't gauge them at that point. I yeah. thought that someone might hit me or something might happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, look, this is this is important. Yeah. This is be bigger than me, bigger mm -hmm. than the film. This is, you know, they are a living, breathing example of what's wrong with certain parts of the world. Yeah. Um, but what was beautiful about it was here we had a, a group of young homophobes who were actually really beautiful people. Right. And I, I've never said that before about a homophobe. You to know? see that perspective, mm -hmm. it changes everything for even you. They're homophobic people in Swaziland. A lot of them are really great people. And they just misinformed. Mm -hmm. So he walks away and says, okay, every time somebody asks me about a gay, or says anything about a gay person. I'm gonna correct them. I'm going to, exactly, and he said that. And then he shook my hand. He touched a gay person. Yeah. Which is a big thing. Willingly. Yeah. So I do want to just dive a little bit more into this Creators for Change program. I'll that dive you on in. Let's dive. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. What is it and how did you get involved in it? Because this is a major reason why Fighting for Pride is, is here. Oh, well, I wouldn't be here at all. Absolutely. It's not even a major reason. It is the reason. It's the reason. It's mad. So thank you, YouTube. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, Creators for Change is an internal YouTube program uh -huh. where they select um, 50 global creators uh -huh. from all over the world yeah. and they um, essentially turn them into ambassadors, nice. social change ambassadors. Mm -hmm. So it's their job to go to various different um, world summits to mm -hmm. speak about various causes, homophobia, racism, anti-extremism, mm -hmm. loads of stuff. The main part of being an ambassador is that you are given um, a grant, oh. which is to make uh, an idea that you've pitched into a reality. Mm -hmm. So um, it could be one standalone yep. film like yep. mine, it could be a series of videos, yep. it could be whatever you want really, as long as it's approved. Yeah, you work it's, with it's somebody great. specifically at YouTube, like there's Paul. A, there's a team, yeah, yeah. so Paul and Lauren, mm -hmm. um, and Travis and Mariam in Good, it's a collaborative thing and we, uh, you know, we make it together. So they give me all the feedback and they tell me what they believe should be taken out or put yeah. in. Amazing. Well, thank you to the Creators for Change program because mm -hmm. without this, without them, we wouldn't have this, this yeah. amazing documentary, which you can check out on YouTube. What I love too about this showing of this documentary is that to me, as, as somebody who knows you personally, I have seen the growth from the YouTube mm. to then working on this amazing project called Queer Britain, which if you've never seen it, you must check it out. Six yeah. episodes. Go have a look. It's on the BBC Three YouTube channel. <sighs> it is uh, phenomenal. And to me, watching this Fighting for Pride is because of what you have done all leading up to that experience. A little bit about Queer Britain and how that all came about and yeah. what that experience was like for you? So um, I moved from Ireland to the UK with the, the, the goal of, of working in television mm -hmm. and growing my YouTube channel and mm -hmm. my agent called me and said look BBC3 are looking for someone to front this queer gay mm -hmm. series. It was, and you were still doing YouTube so mm -hmm. like you were they, out So there. they found me on YouTube which mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. It just shows you like it's a, it's a platform to showcase what you, what you can do. Yeah. I have to say everything that I, I took from Queer Britain I absolutely did. I, I implemented it into Fighting for Pride mm -hmm. which was my first time not only as uh, the guy doing the questions and being mm -hmm. the host but also you know producer and a director yep. and everything else yeah. and coordinator what episode really like what stirred moment? you the the one part of queer britain that really has stuck with me is mm -hmm. um, episode three it was all about um being queer and homeless yeah. specifically in the uk and um, we found this incredible Irish guy called Damien in Birmingham mm -hmm. and we went to visit him and we couldn't find him. 
we just he just he went AWOL and he was just gone and we were like oh for god's sake Damien this and then the producer spent hours and hours eventually mm-hmm. pinned him down called us we ran we got there and I spent um, the whole evening with him yeah. in the freezing cold he told me his story uh, in this little area that he sleeps in mm-hmm. and it just broke my heart yeah. you know here we have a guy who is homeless not because of anything else but simply just because of how he was born as a gay man. Yeah. His family found out, they kicked him out. Mm-hmm. That was that. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing was he actually had no motivation or um, goal of not being homeless. Right. Which is weird because... You think. Yeah, but you have to understand, he's now been institutionalised by his homelessness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything else. Right. That's his family. Right. That's his safe space, weirdly. Everyone he knows and every bit of love he has in his life is on the streets. Mm-hmm. So if he goes into a hostel, if he goes into a home, he's now alone yeah. again. So, so it's weird. It's a weird. So anyway, very sad. Um, he told a story. That was that. And then the documentary went out. And then a few months later, we actually um, found out that he passed away. So it was in the press. And it was just like wow. that really jolted me because uh-huh. I was like I was wi- I hooked this guy I was with him this physical human being now doesn't exist anymore because he was gay yeah. you know but so I, I I know this is a big statement but I see I see his family as responsible for his death right they they in a way caused him to die now I will say to you though that because of what you did. And, and BBC and telling this story mm. his legacy lives on and will change other people's lives so his mm. I mean we his would message. love him to still be here yeah. absolutely but the beauty of what you got to do in that documentary series mm. is share stories in a way that are not just for now yeah they will continue to change lives hopefully so in all of this as you have built this YouTube channel and you're a journalist and you've worked in radio and you also have this these documentaries now what is the philosophy by which you live? To work towards having purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything you do should have purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything you do should um, bring you contentment mm-hmm. and occasional happiness. Yeah. I, don't, I don't chase happiness because that's a losing game. Right. Happiness is a byproduct of everything else that's happening. Absolutely. It comes, it goes, it's mm-hmm. fleeting. But overall, what I want to feel is calm contentment and, and that what I'm doing has that purpose absolutely um, and the sort of tag along at the end of that is that I'm putting more good into the world than I'm taking out of mm-hmm. it so that there'll be a bit of a legacy there when I'm gone mm-hmm. and that um, yeah there's, I feel like I've done something good right in the wise and beautiful words of Maya Angelou it, your legacy is everything you do mm. not just the big highlights it is all the little things along everything. the way too yeah. and that's but every human to human interaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can leave you can change someone's life with one exchange. Absolutely. And you have you can save oh, a you've life done it already. with one exchange. Absolutely. You know? So yesterday, um, after the film um was premiered, I was out in, in the lobby of the theatre and this guy came over to me and he was in his forties and he's he was looking very nervous and I thought he was struggling with his words and I really thought he was gonna say, I thought it was shit. <laughs> I was like, I thought he was going to say that. But he didn't. He said, um, I'm gay, but I have never told anyone. You're the first person I've ever told. And your film has really like oh made me feel like I can say that to you and I feel inspired to, to figure it out and to 
and that was just and we had this long like 40 minute conversation yeah. about he was like hey, where do I start yeah so where do I go from here? It's like a rebirth for this 40-something-year-old mm-hmm. man now mm-hmm. to try and begin this journey where he's going to now finally, hopefully, be truly, authentically himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Jesus, if you if you got that from something that took me a couple of months to make, you know, like, well, we need to keep making these yeah. things because like, that's just one guy in the yeah. screening. Think of the millions of people that will see LGBT content online and on mm-hmm. TV everywhere and we'll be inspired by it. So that brings me to what's coming up next for you because mm. there are other ways that I know that you're you're not just making other mediums. Other mediums, there's mm. other ways that speak to people. What is this new exciting project that you're working on? I'm writing a book because I'm a nutcase and I can't write for shit. And it's time to get it on page. <laughs> yes. It's time to get it on paper. So what's the book about? Uh, so the working title is um, yeah, you're gay. Now what? It's a life bible for young gay boys. This is the piece of writing, uh, the, the book that I desperately needed when I was younger, yep. that you may have needed Absolutely. too. That is basically, um, it's just, oh, I, like I think, I think about what it is and it makes me so happy. Like yep. everything, everything you could need mm-hmm. is in there. Everything from dealing with homophobic parents to how to have anal sex safely, mm-hmm. how to um, get consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what to do when you get an awkward erection. Yep. You know, here's what to do when you fall in love with that straight boy in, yes. your, in your school class and you can't have him. Um, um, you know, all these things. Uh, so I, I think a book is a very uh, intimate thing. Mm-hmm. And this is such a personal um, collection of stories from me and other gay boys around the world. Yeah. I call myself a gay boy still because there is this little gay boy still Part inside me and in you. Yeah. Um, it's 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 super intimate. So I, I when I write it, I'm picturing this guy under his covers, maybe not out of the closet, mm-hmm. just kind of sucking it all in and learning about who he is. Yeah. And that really makes me happy. So Amazing. I'm two thirds of the way through it, and it's been a journey. I do want to know uh, about what it was like for you to come out. I kind of split it in two, and mm-hmm. um, the coming out to self, yeah. and then coming out to others because I feel that they are similar but also very different right. journeys to go on mm-hmm. and I, I think every LGBT person who has to go through that will will know what yeah. that feels like and it basically feels like you're trying to f- find yourself yeah. you think you know who you are mm-hmm. until you have to ask yourself that question yeah. um, so it was very very difficult I the memories I have of it are, are actually not very happy memories. Mm-hmm. They're very. Um, that's full of um, pain and and wondering. Am I sick? Am I am I wrong? Am I disgusting? Am I? Is there something here that I have to actively uh, work on to change in order to survive? Mm-hmm. Because of people, what people were telling you, or oh, well, like I, I parents was, or family. It or? was a societal thing. Yeah, it was a kind of a everything that I was getting fed to me through the years was that gay people are to be laughed at, not mm-hmm. laughed with. Mm-hmm. They are a sideshow. They mm-hmm. are occasionally on television, but again, it's just for comic relief. Right. They don't have any depth. They don't have any interest. They don't change the world. They're not as important as straight people. Wow. They, um, they, uh, they can be seen um, as sick. They are people who are attacked. They are yeah. people who, you know, your just prospects are, it's like less, it's less, It's just less, insane. Less, less, less. So it's all these layers that you for have For a child to, to be feeling that. Mm. And as a child, you don't really understand that um, actually you have the power to kind of go, fuck that. Yeah. You know? So eventually uh, I figured out I can't 
change it because okay. I tried for so long. Absolutely. Thinking of boobs, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, just my God. sitting there praying that I'd get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and when I found out that I couldn't change myself, I, I forced myself to kind of go, okay, this is it. You're gay, you're gay, you're gay, accept it. And then after that, it was kind of, okay, you've accepted it. Now you have to like it. Yeah. Because that's Like it difference. enough to be able to share it. Mm. And to share it with a smile on your face and pride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pride isn't just a party. Pride is a state of mind and mm-hmm. pride is a way of life, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Because it goes beyond just that 16-year-old boy there at the parade for the first Absolutely. time. Absolutely. What does the word queer mean to you now? Oh, that's a good one, Justin. God, I hope they're paying you well for this. <laughs> uh, what does queer mean to me? Queer for me is power. Mm. Queer for me is uh, resilience, mm-hmm. and it is um, it's taking back all of those years of feeling lost and ashamed mm-hmm. and lonely. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a celebratory word for me. Yeah, it's a strong word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a word that really gives me uh, confidence, yeah. and Ra- rather than doing what it used to do, which was strip the confidence yeah. from me. Queer is this all-encompassing. Um, word and identity that I, I feel doesn't leave anyone out. Yeah. And you know? now you say you identify as this. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as a gay man, I use queer more often than the gay. The word than gay. Right. I still feel like I'm a gay man, but I also feel like queer allows me to be connected to a broader community. Yeah. I find, do you find this though, that when people, when you're talking about your queerness or mm-hmm. that, that's a queer program or whatever, people, uh, straight people get a bit like, ooh. And this is exactly what we're challenging people, mm. is that queer is not just for LGBT. Mm. Q, Q, which is actually questioning, and we want to include the allies, which are all of the straight people too, but because we want to challenge them to think that they can identify as more than just straight, just like we can identify as more than just queer. Mm. It's a part of who we are for sure, mm. but queer's original definition was weird and strange. Mm. All artists are weird and strange. Mm-hmm. Scientists are weird yeah. and strange. Everybody can identify as weird and strange at some point. Yeah. So any straight person could choose that as part of their identifier if they want yeah. to. And we that's what we're pushing. Or that's what we're challenging people to do. He's got his What do you want to already pass on after all of these experiences that you've had? Like what are some of the the major points that you're like, this is something I've learned so far that you want to pass on to a younger generation and even just inform an older generation about? Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up. Don't treat yourself like shit mm-hmm. when you know you're feeling down or you're feeling anxious. You know, I think when when you empower yourself and you're you are kind to um, your your mind, uh, uh, you can do anything. Yeah. The possibilities are limitless, yeah. and I think it's a thing that I've struggled with in the past, where I've been an asshole to myself. We're the worst on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we are. And um, so, and and then from there, once you're kind to yourself, then you have the ability to be a great person to other people. Yeah. You can't be nice to other people when you're angry in yourself. So start with you and then take it on from there. Amazing. Just be good. And have fun. (laughs) That is part of this equation, I think, too. I want to thank you for for being here and sharing this message. I want to thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Queer Network Podcast. You can follow the Queer Network on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us next time for another queer conversation.